This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday, 21st of September. In your Squiz today, a serial conviction overturned, public holiday pain, how to be an active couch potato, and when Brad met the bad seed. This is your Squiz today. Claire, last Friday we talked about true crime podcast Serial and how prosecutors had called for the release of its central figure, Adnan Syed, who was convicted of killing Haymin Lee in the US city of Baltimore in 2000. And that has now happened with his conviction overturned. Just to recap on the case, Syed was 19 years old when he was sentenced to life in prison over the death of his ex-girlfriend. That followed the discovery of the body of 18-year-old Lee in a wooded area of the city's Leakin Park in 1999. And prosecutors argued that Syed was a scorned lover who strangled her and dumped her body with the help of a friend. But since then, mobile phone location data used to show Syed's guilt has been proven unreliable. And yesterday, the judge also concluded that prosecutors had failed to turn over crucial evidence and said that two other suspects hadn't been fully investigated. Now, Syed has always maintained his innocence, but as for now, prosecutors say that he's not quite in the clear yet. That's exactly right, and they now have 30 days to decide whether to drop the charges or to order a new trial. But some experts say that is unlikely given Syed is now 41 years old and has already spent 23 years in prison. Yeah, and until those decisions are made, Syed is under house arrest. But his lawyer was really on the front foot yesterday uh, saying that they now know that the trial was, and this is the quote, profoundly and outrageously unfair. Of course, a lot of the claims were probed in the serial podcast and its episodes have been downloaded a whopping 340 million times. Um, As for the two new suspects, they haven't been named, but reports say that both have records of violence towards women. While Syed's family have expressed relief at his release, Lee's family say they were blindsided by the decision, with her brother Young Lee telling the hearing, this is not a podcast for me, this is real life. A never-ending nightmare for 20 plus years. So there's definitely more to come on this one. For those people who haven't heard Serial Claire, they probably will have time for a good binge tomorrow during the National Day of Mourning public holiday, but not everyone is thrilled by the extra day off. Nope. The Australian Medical Association remains concerned, uh, saying that it expects that 5,000 patients will have elective surgeries cancelled, and that has a ripple effect across the health system uh, for weeks and months to come. And many employers aren't just worried about the impact of having Thursday off, uh, they're worried about workers taking a sickie on Friday to turn it into an extended long weekend, uh, and they've got their eye on that. Um, As for the events of of the day, there will be a national memorial service at Parliament House in Canberra. And at 11am, we've been asked to pause for a minute's silence to mark the death of Queen Elizabeth II. 
Yes, and looking at Friday, if you're in Victoria, you'll get Friday off legitimately with the footy grand final holiday. And if you're in WA and decided to take Friday off work legitimately or otherwise, you'll be enjoying a whopping five-day weekend because Monday is the Queen's birthday public holiday. So sounds like a good time to be a West Australian. (laughs) Good luck to them. Returning overseas, Claire, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has vowed there will be no lull in his country's fight to regain territory lost to Russia as it prepares for a fresh assault in the east. So after last week's counteroffensive forced Russia to retreat uh, from that northeastern Kharkiv region, Ukraine says that its troops have gained control of more strategic strongholds uh, that gives it access to areas controlled by Russian-backed separatists uh, that have been in their hands since 2014. Uh, and Ukraine is also focused on retaking territory in the south, uh, where there are new claims of Russian shelling near another one of Ukraine's nuclear power plants. Yes, Ukraine's nuclear energy operator said the reactors were undamaged, but it's heightened global fears of a nuclear disaster following recent fighting around the Zaporizhia power plant, also in the country's south. Claire, we're both of Irish descent and stereotypically love a potato. Love a potato. So when we hear the words active couch potato, our minds immediately conjure a new or exciting potato-based snack that could be enjoyed on the sofa. (laughs) But that's not quite right, is it? No, sadly it's not. It turns out that it's a new term conjured by scientists in Finland uh, who have looked into a group of people who are getting their recommended 30 minutes of exercise a day, but they spend the rest of the day sitting. Um, They had elevated blood sugar, cholesterol and body fat levels to the degree that their exercise efforts hardly registered, uh, while those who moved a bit more were significantly healthier. Um, So the prescription it seems for active couch potatoes uh, is to complete an extra 80 to 90 minutes of light activity a day. Yes, one of the experts' suggestions was to try putting the printer and recycling bins in another room so you have to get up and walk there. (laughs) But I think for us, hiding the potato stash in another room that isn't the kitchen might be more effective. (laughs) Yeah, might do a few more steps for that. And speaking of couch potatoes, for those indulging in some downtime during the public holiday tomorrow, we have an extra treat as the latest episode of Squiz Shortcuts will drop later today, a whole day early. And it's all about the future of streaming. So if you've been wondering what's up with Netflix and which other services are winning the battle for supremacy, be sure to check that out. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcast app a bit later today. Claire, if you're looking for some more highbrow art, then you might want to hop on a flight to Finland where unlikely duo Brad Pitt and Nick Cave have teamed up for a surprise new sculpture exhibition. So Cave is showing his, and this is the title of it, glazed ceramic figurines depicting the life of Satan in 17 stations from innocence through experience into confrontation of our mortality. (laughs) Meanwhile, Brad Pitt 
he has nine sculptures that he's showing, uh, including one that's called Self-Inflicted Gunshot Wound to the House. Uh, it's made of trapped bullets in crystallised platinum silicon. Um, they can be found at the Sarah Hilden Art Museum in the city of Tampere. Uh, and who knew they were such serious artists? Well, Brad Pitt says his self-taught art is about where I have gotten it wrong in my relationships, where I have misstepped, where I am complicit. So (laughs) at least he's (laughs) self-aware. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. Claire, I'm going to be honest, I've never sat down and thought about how many ants there are on Earth, but apparently some scientists from Hong Kong University have crunched the numbers and come up with an answer. Siobhan, I don't know what you're doing with your time if you're not pondering those big questions, <laughs> but the answer is 20 quadrillion, which is 20,000 billion. Uh, basically, just write down the number 20 and then add 14 zeros to the end, which all in all means that there are a lot of ants. That is a lot of ants. And they also say that they calculated that the ants' total mass would outweigh all of the world's wild birds and mammals. So I guess that explains why I always get bitten at picnics. (laughs) Yeah, there's enough to go around. Squeeze the day, Claire. Other than tomorrow being a public holiday, what else is going on? Well, let's go celebrity all the way, I reckon. Uh, Brad Pitt's former fiance Gwyneth Paltrow, turns 50 today uh, and it's a wedding anniversary for Pitt's bestie, George Clooney, and his very brilliant human rights lawyer wife, Amal. It's also the 85th anniversary of the publication of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit in 1937. I confess I've never read it, so maybe I'll use the day off to sit down and give it a crack. <laughs> That's it from us today. Have a great day today and a great day off tomorrow if you get one. And we will catch you again on Friday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.